Hey, I'm Kitty, your local mother of creeps and an encyclopedia of useless facts. Uh, about me, I enjoy puppetry, Satanism, and taking down the patriarchy. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey, a weird alien trapped in a tall girl's body and plagued with an insatiable astrology addiction. I like to play an unhealthy amount of Sims, thrive on knowing more than you, and can make things awkward in seconds, which you're all going to find out really soon. <laughs> and theme song. We don't actually have a theme song. Yeah, we don't have a theme song. We're going to work on We're that, work though, on for it, episode two. It's going to be it's Every gonna be episode, better. you'll probably hear a new theme song, honestly, if we're honest. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast! Yay! Do you want to read them the disclaimer? No, I don't do disclaimers. Okay, well, I'll do a disclaimer. Um, so on the Work Witch podcast, we talk about anything and everything, meaning we're probably going to offend someone at some point. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, we're just two weird pagan lesbians from the idiotic province of Alberta, that's in Canada for all of you non-Canadian friends, um, who are incredibly opinionated. So please try not to take us too seriously because we sure fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I don't do disclaimers because I really don't care i mean if <laughs> if i'm offending you then you i feel like i'm doing my job right? yeah like, <laughs> also right? it's our podcast and not yours yeah. so go make your own yeah <laughs> everyone is <laughs> um so yeah hi welcome we're mm-hmm. literally pretty excited for this it's only taken five thousand years of our lives to get this going it's true and it's... honestly it's me <laughs> it's because of me <laughs> Then <laughs> 5,000 years of not doing any work and procrastinating. So yeah. it's whatever. But we're finally here. Better late than never, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and holy man, I didn't realize how much work actually goes into making a podcast. It just took me like, I swear, an hour and a half to write up a tiny little script of random talking points. Other than that, this is all free speech. So beware. <laughs> <laughs> we're better that way. Anyways. We are. Honestly, we're funny as fuck. People think we're hilarious. And I mean, that sounds vain as shit. But you know, would I be in a corner? It's all right. You can take it out in post. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just edit that part out. (laughs) Edit, please. Uh, As if. So, uh... Contrary to what you're probably believing right now, we do have a topic for today that we're going to talk about at some point. At some point. (laughs) We're only two minutes in. They got time. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Um... So, if you guys really want to know us at all, I'm a hairdresser, uh, which is a pretty cool gig, except for the fact that I have not been working for the past two weeks because of COVID. And everyone is so sick of COVID by now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my beautiful partner and stunning wife and, you know, whatever, partner in crime, I should say, hey, uh, she has been working the whole time, which is great. At least one of us has a stable income. Yep, I got a day job, so <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all you really need to know about that. Stable employment like an adult, so that's cool. <laughs> that's the only adult thing about us. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> um, so, listen, I don't know about you, but I feel like we need to discuss this topic, and this topic is, is this the death of Drag Race? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, yes, that's, no holds. Yes. That's just my opinion, obviously, my humble little opinion. But I mean, I think, honestly, we're just inundated with it now. It's everywhere. Agreed. It's oversaturated. It's there's so much. It's like in the past year or over 
the like pandemic, we've had two seasons of regular Drag Race. Yep, one season of All Stars. One season of UK. Uh, and now Australia's Drag Race, which is Drag Race Down Under, which, mm. sorry you guys, I think is the most boring season I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, I can't, I'm on episode three, like the rest of you, I'm sure, and I haven't even finished it yet because it's so boring to me. So, agreed. That begs the question are they coming out too fast? Yes. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I feel like they are, I feel like it's fast. getting to the point that we don't care anymore and i mean totally. we could consider ourselves i think uh among the drag race super fans yeah for sure uh watched every season multiple times and when it gets to the point that we're you know i've been watching it since the beginning by the way like yeah. since the dawn of time yeah and i mean we get like a third of the way through the most recent episode of down under and like <laughs> We just don't care. Literally. Like, I think I actually looked at you during episode one and I was like, I literally don't care about any of this right mm -hmm. now. Is that bad? And it's like, no, no. Do you know what the problem is with coming out too quickly, though, is you don't build up any sort of excitement anymore. Like, I just remember the days where <laughs> seasons came out once a year and there was hype for them. Mm. But ever since, I'd say mm, season eight they've been coming out really really quickly and i feel like with coming out really really quickly the quality downgrades a little bit every yeah. time because i'm sorry i'm gonna say it every season to me is no fucking different anymore it's all the same well even when we were talking about putting this outline together it was like difficult to separate out like oh well what happened on season five as opposed to season seven as opposed to season blah 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 whatever um picking out favorite runway looks and stuff like that it's just gotten to the point where it all kind of blends together all when they go through the meet the queens for each new season it's like oh she's this season's kimchi she's this season's aquaria she's this season's eureka she you know it's all just seeming very derivative there's no like originality to no. me anymore and that's no offense to like the newer queens that have been coming through these seasons and stuff it's just everyone's a look queen now mm -hmm. everyone like there's no real comedy queens anymore there's no well there's always fucking pageant queens always yeah God, they're like all over the place but like there's just no original kind of idea anymore and I feel like that also goes for the episodes, the categories, like some of the challenges. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the challenges were fun enough that, yeah, do them again and again. But like doing a double, re not reveal, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a double introduction like they did on season six for season 12. Why? COVID. No, but it ha COVID ha happened after they filmed. Because they did the reunion for season 12, but they had already done everything season oh, 12. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So what was the point? Like, uh, that's something I hated about season 6 was the double opening, I guess. Yeah. That's what they called it. I mean, I guess the reasoning that they used was wanting to kind of get to know each of the queens a little bit better. And they have a better platform to do that when they're doing them 7 at a time instead of 14 at a time. I suppose. Means that each one of the queens gets to get a critique on the first episode, which I guess <laughs> is good. But at the same time, it's like, it's just seeming really watered down. Like, it doesn't seem like they're taking the amount of time that they used to mm -hmm. to cast each season. It's just like... 
it's being pumped out too quickly and I feel like that's like um watering down the mix a lot totally you know it's kind of flavorless the past couple seasons totally like for example season 13 um we had how many episodes until someone finally fucking went home <laughs> i think it was like four episodes Episode four in. or five like that's insane to me okay name all the queens you can remember from season 13 got mick um uh, the only reason i remember candy muse is because of how much i don't like candy muse mm, yeah she was um there. Simone. I mean, Simone, obviously. Yes. So basically our top four is all I remember. Oh, and um, Utica. I remember Utica. Oh, yeah. She ate paint that time. <laughs> when she tried to be Bob Ross. <gasps> yeah. We're never going to talk about that. Like, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Her roast, I think, was even scarier. But that's for another <gasps> okay, time. Okay, yeah. No, we're going to talk that's about that another, another day. That's... <laughs> Uh, Utica, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're great. You're a lovely person. We think you're I'm, fashion, but oh my god! And I'm sure you're funny in person, but dear God, yeah, dear God, it's just like it's all kind of blending together. Totally, it's become such a brand that it's like I don't know. It's kind of like the zombie mania that the world had, you know, with the walking 15 dead years and ago. Stuff. Yeah. Um, where it was just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Everybody was talking about zombies, zombie this, zombie that. And zombie, it just... Zombie, 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 Continue. No, I don't want to. <laughs> That's good. Anyways, I liked it. It's a musical interlude. If you guys Kelsey. could see the look she was giving. <laughs> it was the... Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Please, carry on. Um, yeah, it's just like... It's too much and it's everywhere and you're just sick of it. It's overplayed. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes into our next point. Is drag race oversaturated? I'd say yeah, because every country is getting its own drag race now and it kind of makes it overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's like when you go into a restaurant and you get a really big menu and you don't know what to order because everything looks like it should be appealing, but there's too many choices. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's what's happened with drag race. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we want to go with the fast food comparison, it's kind of like in Demolition Man, where every restaurant is Taco Bell. Oh my God, that sounds awful. You know, Ew, Taco I mean, Bell. yes, but you know what? This is not a this is not a crappy movies that Kitty likes podcast. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take too much of a deep dive. But it's just like it's washed out the market. Yeah, you know, like we diluted. We it. feel like we're kind of like overwhelmed by it I suppose but at the same time like overwhelmed by the the amount of content and underwhelmed by the quality of the content yeah definitely um, so I mean you might be wondering at this point why we've decided to talk about Drag Race because it's our it's our favorite show and we're rabid for it when all we've done is bitch about it for the last 10 minutes <laughs> But there's a point. Because we're such big fans, I guess maybe we expect too much of Drag Race. But I, no. If you're going to be doing a platform like television and you've marketed yourself so big, to me, you should be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and badder with every new season. But it's kind of like when they make video games nowadays. They make them too quickly and then you get a shit video game that needs a 100 gigabyte, like, redo. Mm. I feel like Drag Race needs a 100 gigabyte redo at this point. <laughs> it needs a big old patch. It does. It needs a patch. <laughs> I mean, I would concur with that for sure. It's just, for those of us, I guess, who have been following it from the beginning, 
Um, it's an amazing platform. It's introduced drag to the world. Totally. In a way that n- we didn't even know we needed. Now it's everywhere. It's like, it's so mainstream. And because of that, I feel like it's um, contributing to drag culture, but it's also taking away from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Agree. Like, look at your, okay, pre COVID, look at your. Um, drag clubs right they're dead as shit unless there's a rue girl coming which is sad which is very sad because we've got just loads scads of amazing drag talent not just in edmonton here but everywhere all across canada all across the states all across everywhere your local queens are incredibly talented Mm -hmm. and your local queens are the ones that need your support yeah you know like the uh the rue girls are fantastic they're very talented and they've gotten a ton of exposure from being on the show which is great and it helps support our clubs and that kind of stuff when they do have a headliner like that but um, on a regular weekend show, we need to be there supporting our own queens mm-hmm. too. Like they're the ones that are struggling, especially right now through the pandemic. Um, especially during lockdown when they can't perform. Yeah, you know, well, COVID's been really hard on the drag community. I think any sort of performing arts community, really, but. But drag, especially because, I mean, those girls a lot of the times rely on the tips that you give them mm-hmm. when you're doing drag. And no one's handing out cash anymore. No. Um, and or going to a show anymore. I mean, Jesus, when's the last time you and I went to a show? That was pre-COVID, for sure. Like, so long ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's been alternatives like Instagram Lives or Patreons or OnlyFans, if you're into that. But, yeah. Um, but you know, like that's that's kind of all they have to rely on, and I feel like the Rue Girls, their exposure gets them contracts with companies, and it gets them runway magazines, um, or it gets them, you know, basically Instagram pays for them now. Mm-hmm. YouTube, all the big platforms pay for them, mm-hmm. so they're doing fine. I mean, again, they're great. Support them. There's a reason they were on the show in the first place. They're talented as fuck, but. It's the smaller guys you gotta worry about. Just bottom line is, if all you know is drag race, you're missing out on the entire world of drag. Mm -hmm. You know, you're seeing a highlight reel. You're seeing the, like, the mainstream version. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even a lot of your favorite queens from drag race, they're... um, Their regular show away from Drag Race is nothing like what you see on the show. You know, queens like Trixie Mattel, um, who perform live, sing live, play live. You know, like, you get a lot more in a Trixie Mattel show than you got of Trixie Mattel on Drag Race. Totally. You know, like, it's just not always an accurate depiction of... um, of each queen's strengths, you know, like, because it is at the core of it, a game show. It is a search for America's next drag superstar. It's American Idol. It's a scripted reality TV show. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, they want the most bang for their buck. So they're going to go with someone who appeals to possibly the widest audience. And make the drama. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, 
that's what they're there for is ratings, right? It's just, and I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why I feel like it's a little bit oversaturated right now is because I feel like we're not getting, um, we're not getting what we paid for initially. Mm-hmm. Like it's come down to the point where the editing is so uh, obvious and sloppy, man. Sloppy. The setups for the like, we're gonna put big swishy quotes around it. Like the drama um, is just really obvious and messy. And you can see when like um, Rue is stirring the pot now. Like mm-hmm. it never used to be so obvious, but it's really obvious now. Or when other queens kind of stir the pot, it's like they know they're doing it because it's in front of a camera. And plus. The producers are going to look at them and be like, oh, yeah, say that again, but say mm-hmm. it more like this and then yeah. get it all going. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Fights happen on Drag Race. I'm sure. I mean, Jesus, you're locked with 14 other people in a building for mm-hmm, a few weeks on end. Mm-hmm. Hello, quarantine. But you're going to get sick of each other at some point. But I'm just saying that it's not always authentic. No, absolutely not. I mean, Drag Race is too, like the world of drag as like the WWE is to actual wrestling. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a really good example. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's not reality. Oh my God. It's not reality. It's scripted. Speaking of, that's like that one time that Ronda Rousey, who used to be my favorite UFC fighter, you guys, um, who went to wrestling and like, God, I remember watching her be like, Bitch, I know you know how to take these hoes down. This is the fakest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I was so disappointed that it turned me off completely. I thought you were going to mention when she was, like, fucking biffed it on Saturday Night Live. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful, too. <laughs> but we're not here to shit on Ronda Rousey. Not this episode, anyways. Maybe next episode. Maybe next episode. <laughs> Maybe. No, because she's going to come here and kick my ass. Uh, yeah, she's still a UFC fighter. Okay? Yeah, so. She can still kill us. Hey, Ronda Rousey. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be friends. We're gonna be friends. We're gonna be I friends. I used to have a crush on you, so please you're, don't kill me. You're amaze. <laughs> Love your ponytail. <laughs> if you guys didn't see the face that Kitty was making just now, it was very sarcastic. <laughs> and that's what you could expect from us. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, um, since we're hyping uh, our local queens, let's mention them first right off the top. Okay. So here in Edmonton, I have two favorite queens that I uh, do follow on Instagram. Um, but one of them is Ivy League and the other one is uh, Davina die for and I met Davina at a my first drag show that I ever went to with Kitty and actually that's how we met we're gonna get into that whole other thing a different episode but uh yeah we went to a drag show to see Dela uh who originally was supposed to be um Latrice Royale who Mm -hmm. could not come into our country because of her criminal record super sad but uh we went to see Dela and Davina was one of the opening acts and god the song the performance the makeup the drag I was just awestruck to the point i was so nervous to like just go and see if i could say hi to her that kitty dragged me over there was like you changed my girlfriend's entire world (laughs) and literally she did so uh yeah so those are my two favorites okay um i'm gonna jump right in my absolute favorite edmonton queen um founding member of the house of homicidal miss chelsea horrendous oh yeah 
chat, bitch. I got the t-shirt, girl. I wear it all the time. <laughs> she does, okay? literally. The first time I saw her perform was um, Evolution, our, like, one and only gay yeah, bar. Yeah, our now one and only gay bar. Um, oh, was doing sort of, like, a local queen version of Snatch Game. And Miss Chelsea was doing Joan Rivers, and I died. <laughs> oh, my God. That would yeah. be amazing, actually. Oh, my God, yeah. I was living... But I was also dead. Do you remember the time we went to go see Death Becomes Her and um, they were performing because it was a drag show and a movie? Yeah, because that's the um, the homicidal yeah. movie and drag show. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It was super good. I mean, I love that movie in general, but having a drag show with it, mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, and also Gogo Fetch. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't say enough about Gogo Fetch. She is stunning. And <laughs> Stun. Like, I, I love her looks. I love her face. I love her humor. I love her content. Um, another member of the House of Homicidal. Girl, I got the coloring book. All right? <laughs> like, please. It never stops over here with these girls. Um, and Gogo is just like... Beautiful. <laughs> um, I know. I actually, the first time I met her was when I took Brayden to Mean Girls. Oh my god! The homicidal movie and drag show. And you know what he said? Huh. Why are these girls so mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. Oh my god, oh Brayden! I love you so much. Because it's Mean Girls. Yeah, they're Mean Girls. <laughs> they're bitches. I'm so sorry, babe. Uh, but honestly iconic movie. I honestly think that needs to be a topic. What our most iconic like cult kind of movies are. Oh. But we could do a whole episode on that so we're definitely not going to get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, no. We're going to do an episode on that later because seriously the list, my list is as long as my dick. Like it's <laughs> ridiculous. Which is to say very long, mm-hmm. thick and girthy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Two inches girl. From the floor. <laughs> Oh my god, I hope we get playing for the first time. Yeah, like, wouldn't idiot. that be amazing? I'm an idiot. You're not. So, we're gonna go. Moving on. Um, we'll talk about my dick again later, probably. Cause <laughs> probably, because I do that a lot. Do we talk about genitalia? Yes, probably. <laughs> I do. I know I do. Probably. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about your favorite Canadian queen? Selena Vile. Ooh. The beard on this girl. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. It's a There's something about bearded drag that just has me wet. <laughs> Constantly. And I love right? it. I right? just love it. I know. There's something about androgynous drag that just... Oh, it's so good. Oh, fuck yeah. I just want to get in and take a bite of it. You know, it's like, I love the gender fuckery. I love the, like, no, like, no holds on anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you want a big slice of that? I know I'm kind of going everywhere on these, like, um, like lesser known quote unquote queens, but Eva Destruction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My okay. Okay. No, you must be seen to be believed. Okay, swear to God, the bitch is half werewolf. <laughs> like, and it's amazing. I've never seen so much beauty in such a hairy package before. <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing. Clearly, we're gonna take all of these people. Yeah. Um, 
when we do the little, hey, we posted our episode, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But we're gonna put them all in there so you can all check for yourselves because they are amazing. And well, yeah, and I mean, open yourself up to different ideas of what drag is. Totally. Because drag is not just about being a female impersonator. No, it's not just about being beautiful. It's not just about being fishy. It's not just about being pageant. It's yeah, or having all of the best pictures on Instagram or having all the most like runway couture outfits. It's all of those things, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more theatrical. It's so much more challenging. It's so much more political than just what you see on TV. Absolutely. Especially political. Mm -hmm. It is about, you know, testing gender norms. Mm -hmm. It's about um, not confiding to anything that, you know, society deems is right. Right. In quotes, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, drag for me has really helped me open up about my own queerness i don't know about you but for sure like i honestly it was going to a drag show that made me realize oh shit i'm actually super gay <laughs> um bum, I mean, bum, bum. there were many other reasons i realized that as well but that was the starting point for me it's like wow i'm amongst my people like i feel like i'm home mm -hmm. and drag opened that world for me also the you know the really great thing about drag race and how big drag has become a phenomenon is it has opened up a platform so everyone around the world can see the amazing art form that is drag and talk about it it starts a conversation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is important conversations we need to be having especially in today's society for sure i mean pause this podcast go on netflix and watch the queen oh my god not like the queen that's about the queen like, but not the helen the Mirren. documentary the queen we love you helen Mirren, but not that we totally do <laughs> but it's not that it's a different thing um yeah 1960s documentary it's about so like early drag and that sort of thing like it's eye-opening okay drag wasn't about being the prettiest girl no it wasn't about being a real girl it was about having fucking balls to be who you are mm -hmm. and these men took their lives in their hands every time they stepped outside and heels in a wig yeah every single time could have been their last night on earth just for being who they are and saying fuck you to the gender norms that were holding everybody enslaved and now we're at a point where we can be so much more open with who we are um and our gender identity and all of these different things those freedoms that we have now are because these queens in our past fought for them yeah these queens from the past came up fucking kicking definitely throwing bricks at stonewall no and you know Iconic. like we have them to thank for all of the freedoms that we enjoy now yeah as definitely. queer people um because i mean like I'm queer as fuck, but I I don't have to wear it. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not on the subway in heels and sequins and five o'clock shadow. Mm -hmm. You know, like that takes fucking guts. Yeah. I can walk down the street holding hands with my girlfriend because of those people. And that's what drag's about. Yeah. 
it's awesome to have it in the mainstream the way that it is right now. It's entertaining, of course it is. Where it's loud and proud, it's up front, it's being celebrated. I mean, DragCon is ridiculously well attended mm -hmm. and people are taking their kids and stuff, which is fucking Which dope. is great, educate them young. Yes. That's what I always say. That's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's gone, it's made huge strides towards inclusion and, um, and making it quote unquote okay. But it's the starting point. Yeah, it's the it's tip a of the iceberg. And to really like develop a love for the artistry of drag, you gotta dig deeper yeah. than just drag race. Agreed. Uh, thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> she has moments like that where we are gonna call them TED talks, but honestly, there are tangents. We go on tangents. It's a quite soapbox easily. moment. We love it's it. Like, and you're gonna love it too, because why would you be here listening otherwise? So. I mean, how many of you still are listening? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll help a few. We'll help you know what? Whatever. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can guarantee my dad is listening. <laughs> Hi, Dad. I love you. But I don't know if that's because he like is super into us, or if he's just trying to avoid being put in a crooked retirement home. <laughs> so. We love you, Tony. Yeah. It's We're okay, Dad. We're not going to you in a retirement home, I promise. Because you'll probably burn the place down. Well, you better keep listening to the show, then. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Our listenership falls off and... Bye, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now, on a positive note of Drag Race, the mainstreamness of Drag Race, mm. let's talk about some of our favorite drag things. Like, for example, who are our favorite queens overall and why? Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, listen. I named my car after the bitch. Okay? <laughs> Trixie Mattel. She's Goddamn one Trixie in Mattel. a billion. <laughs> and she has gotten a bad rap on Drag Race. Like, um, she's incredibly talented. Such a musician. So, just amazing performer actually an amazing performer and i mean seemingly a really cool person if you want to hang out trixie mattel we can hang out <laughs> give us a call yeah like you can be friends with us we're you, cool we're you don't cool. even have to donate to the patreon <laughs> you know like just call me up just call me up girl um but yeah <laughs> i i really enjoy her like insane makeup yeah. I love her like That's 12 like sets somehow, of lashes stacked on top of each other. That's somehow gotten like more insane, but less insane over the years. Like it's almost like a modest insane now. It's more elaborate, but <laughs> yeah. um, also more like refined. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, she just keeps getting better and better. Her YouTube channel is amazing. Yeah, it's really entertaining. Trixie Mattel, we can play Barbies together. Yeah. Like I love Barbies. So yeah, I love your wig made of Barbie heads. Um, I love it when you make shit in your easy way coming. <laughs> oh my god, you know, yes. I just want to come and hang out with you. So you let's guys make can that be happen. nostalgic together. Right? <laughs> so okay, that's that's the last of my like pleading for the friendship of Trixie Mattel. <laughs> Call me though, okay. <laughs> but um yeah, so Trixie Mattel, you're my favorite. You're my hands down forever girl. Um okay, so I had a really hard time answering this question because 
I have basically a favorite queen from every season, like I'm sure the rest of you do, but trying to pick my overall favorites were really hard. And what it came down to was between Bag of Chips from UK season one, uh, or series one, sorry, is what they call it on the BBC, um, and our queen forevermore, Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 because she is iconic. I think mm -hmm. Alaska is funny as shit. Oh God, Like yes. that girl makes me laugh like no one else. I'm sorry, but her like roast with um, Alyssa Edwards, like that challenge they did, and just like her deadpan humor the whole time, like so burn. I fucking <laughs> laugh so hard every time. I love her like reading challenges every time. Uh, her All Stars 2 reading challenge was hilarious. Um, I do love that she's an alien like me walking mm. around and not giving a ripping fuck about anything. Yeah, it's accurate. I mean, her meltdown in <laughs> All Stars 2 was, ooh, a little bad, but whatever. I'll forgive you because, honey, I got, I got meltdowns all the time. Yeah, you know what? Thank I'm God there's not a camera on me. Yeah, Because, Jesus. fuck, like, I'm sure I've had messier moments than that. And you cannot <laughs> judge a queen by how she acts when her mom's there. No, that's true. I mean, so, that's hard on the makeover challenge. I right? Think. Like, the makeover challenge, there should not be a bottom on the makeover challenge. No. That's supposed to be where everybody's feeling great. Because it makes you know? your your person that you're making over feel bad. Like, they did something wrong that you lost and went home. Yeah. And, like, what a shitty feeling to make your guest feel, right? right? Like, I don't know. Like, if I made over my mom and I was in the bottom, I'd be like, oh, my God. I don't know how that'd be possible because you two look very oh similar, but... <laughs> I would just go with lament. I'd be in a dark room. <laughs> I'd be like, hello, darkness, my old <laughs> Like, cause not only did I do a it's bad a job on TV, <laughs> but I also like, I let my mom look jacked up on TV. Yeah. You let her get janky as shit somehow. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Oh man. I would yeah, not I do would you like that. I'd be devastated too. Yeah. So there shouldn't be a bottom two on makeover challenge. No. I'm not gonna, it's, this is not a tangent. It's a little bit of a tangent. No, it's not. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it right there okay it's there and by there she means right on top of my tummy because yeah, we're laying I'm down done. while we're recording this so yeah we record from bed so because <laughs> we're lazy queens mm -hmm. so there's oh that. i ain't shamed by it <laughs> okay so um who is your favorite look queen or queens okay okay i'm gonna share something behind the scenes <laughs> with you listeners um kelsey has written in the outline any of the clown queens <laughs> are my favorite look queens. It's true. And I mean, Don't that deny. sounds insulting, but it's also very accurate. Trixie, obviously I love you. Okay, I'm going to start embarrassing myself if I keep, like, just crawling at your feet. So, um, also, Kim Chi. Oh, yeah. We She's love not a clown. Kim She's a beautiful little No, but she does, doll. like... She does insane makeup. And that's what I meant by clown queens. Like, the queens who do insane makeup looks. Yes. Like that. Yes. The ones that do really exaggerated yes. makeup. I love that. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you're really pretty. <laughs> um, but you know what? I know lots of pretty girls. My girlfriend's pretty. Aww. She can do makeup like nobody I've ever seen before. Aww. And so, I don't know. Thanks. Just. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Just like, when in doubt, freak them out. 
Bring out your crystal methods. Oh your my tricks god. Mattels, your crystal kimchi methods makeup. Your huddled Bianca Del Rio. Oh my god, with that <laughs> white <laughs> liner. And I will take them all. So yeah, that's okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um mine are like I love the queens who paint really well. As a makeup artist, I just love seeing like intricate work and stuff. So for me, I put like Aquaria, Sasha Velour, Shea Coulee, people who put an own twist on like their aesthetic. But I also put Gottmik in there because Gottmik's signature kind of clown white face look is mm. iconic. But man, when that bitch paints, that bitch fucking paints. And I am here for it. I want to do some of her makeup tutorials. I want to do like everything also a special little shout out to Sasha Velour's eyebrows girl you pencil those well not pencil they look more like marker but you marker those in so damn good they look so intricate and kind of like deco pop and like yeah cartoony very I signature I super love it and they're kind of like unibrow-ish but without being a unibrow you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, and I'm really mm -hmm. here for that and I mean got me uh little known got fact me. okay this Bitch is amazing. Bitch is amazing. Uh, that's not a little known fact. That's a fact known by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, the little known fact, though, is when she came in on her season um, with that entrance look, like her signature kind of like white face or whatever, I totally thought she was doing like an homage to Susan Sarandon in the third act of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my God. Like, I absolutely thought that's where she was going with that. I did not oh. realize that that's just her signature Yeah, makeup. that's her signature look. And like, she had me then yeah and so now she's got you now like forever like everything she produced on the runway was amazing those runways holy like, fuck so good we're so gonna good. talk about runways though yeah we're we'll get um speaking of runways what <laughs> is our most favorite runway moments oh is it my turn again yeah it's your turn okay listen <laughs> um i am not usually one to go for the look queen quote quote um but my favorite runway moment was probably aquarius mermaid oh my god yeah, that the, oil uh, slick mermaid <gasps> fantasy because i don't know like not only was it gorgeous but i feel like she just she performed it so yeah, well she was and it eerie was shit and it made a statement like it was it was something to behold it had a story and it had some like the teeth. slicked hair and mm -hmm. the water dripping from her face oh my god beautiful <gasps> and just like she looked like she rolled in like a gelatin oil slick and it just <laughs> oh my god that body oh obsessed uh i mean obviously i'm obsessed with aquaria we are both aquarians mm -hmm. so i feel like i need to support my girl but God damn, that bitch turned out some serious looks on her season. Mm -hmm. Her My favorite look of hers, actually, it sounds stupid, is her entrance look. That red, like, oh, belted yeah. bandeau and that pencil skirt and that crazy-ass hair. <gasps> mm -hmm. The red look, ooh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so when we watched good. that. And, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> that bitch is mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my favorite runways, and honestly, I don't know how there could be any other besides this, because this was a gag. Brooklyn Heights twirl reveal on season 11 sequence on the runway. 
Oh wow. my god. Okay, oh so god. what happened here and why it's so iconic is firstly Brooklyn Heights is iconic in general as a runway queen. She's kind of a pageant queen, but she's a ballerina too. And I used to be in ballet, so she kind of holds a special place in my heart and just being very fluid and such. But oh my god, she bombed her snatch game so bad <laughs> that she knew she had to come and serve it on the runway. So this bitch walks out in a sequence poncho with an afro on. And she did a little turn, lifting up the poncho that ripped the wig off. And underneath that poncho was the most beautiful, like, swimsuit bodice in sequins and long-ass blonde stripper hair. And that bitch turned it the fuck out. I remember watching that live at Evo. And when she did that, oh, yeah. I jumped off the couch and went, yes, bitch, you better <laughs> fucking work. <laughs> Just like RuPaul. Yes. Oh. oh my god, yes. Oh was, my god, was I was gagged. I fell off my floor. I was just, I did a drama flop. For all of you who don't know me personally. <laughs> okay, um, this is your first entry in the glossary of terms that you're going to hear us use yes, all the time. Yes, drama flop. It is when you are so gagged that you fall onto the floor in a dramatic fashion. <laughs> and I do it quite often. I, My work family can attest to this. Whenever I've worked a really busy week or month, uh, Christmas of 2019, I'm talking about you, um, I will fall on the floor and kind of scream like a petulant toddler and <laughs> I will be gagged and so that's what happens when we drama flop sometimes it's a really slow one if we're trying to make you feel bad for us sometimes it's kind of like doing a death drop and you just don't know what's about to happen until you break your leg yeah. so <laughs> uh so yeah that's death or not death drop wow drama flops mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um okay Moving on, though, because, honey, we're at 41 minutes already, and we still got a little bit left to cover. Um, our favorite Snatch Game performance. You know, okay, in my heart, there is one queen of the Snatch Game. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> and it is Bendel Creme. It is. It is Dela Serves every single time. Oh, just my God. Always like the hits just keep on coming but my favorite of hers was when she did maggie smith and oh, the reason my it's my God. favorite is a cracks me up every time mm -hmm. like i never get tired of it um but also because rue was so unconvinced oh my god um when they so did the walk she was like yeah i'm gonna be maggie smith and her makeup was kind of half done and everyone's kind of like but girl, she did it anyway. It was a big swing and she knocked the bitch out of the park. And I mean, I'm sorry. If you do not laugh at a libation flavored with <laughs> citrus, <laughs> then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's right? something, wrong, something with wrong with you. And I mean, obviously the character that she was referencing um, was from Downton Abbey. And if you know, have watched Downton Abbey, God, Maggie Smith on that show is iconic because she is a sharp, sassy, like old crony lady who has no fucking time for anything in life. And she is vain as shit. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, Dela did it perfectly. She got the accent down perfectly. She got the look, the mannerisms. It was so, so good. Also, Maggie Smith, you can totally hang out with us too. Yeah, you can hang out with us too. Yeah. You can be my grandma if you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would be okay with that. You're beautiful, Maggie Smith. We love you. We love you. Uh, you don't have to be my grandma. You can be my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine would be 
this was a hard one because obviously Dela was my probably top as well, but I didn't want to pick the same one as Kitty, obviously. So it was between Katya's Bjork or Gottmik's Paris Hilton. And I'm gonna explain why. So Katya's Bjork, wow, um, was kind of iconic because Katya in her season didn't do bad on Snatch Game, but she didn't do the greatest either. Ooh, I should do an honorable mention though, one of my other favorites, but we'll do that after. Um, and I just feel like on All Stars 2, when she did Bjork, she redeemed herself because Bjork is a weird fucking person. Katya's <laughs> a weird fucking person. Yeah. And together they made an excellent Snatch Game. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and there's mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. something about her doing the little that kills me every time and i just love the way rue laughs at her when he's like it's like the scream laugh yes um also gomics paris hilton i firstly was impressed that she sounded just like her secondly um she looked just like her and i love that she added in some random little things where she like Pretend that I didn't know if she was a dude, and it just was super funny. Honorable mention, um, uh, Kennedy Davenport's Little Pritchard. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, woo! Yeah. Like, yeah. Talk yes. about being precedent setting. Yeah. Because when she decided to do Little Richard, everybody in the room was gagged. Like, oh my god. They were god. like, you can't do that. You can't be a man. You can't on be Snatch a male game? character on Snatch Game. That's not drag. Now, at least one person does it every Snatch I Game. I know. You know, like Jay and Coulee's, um Flava Flay would not that have been possible iconic. without Kennedy Davenport's <laughs> Little Richard. Yes. You know, like everybody does it now. So it just opened a door. It's really cool. And our last question one moment of the show that made you gag. Oh. Huh. Hands down, uh, the lip sync between Brooklyn Heights oh, and Evie Oddly. Bitch. Those Ooh, two. Cirque du Soleil. Oh my God. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil, more like. Just like, oh my <laughs> God. Both of them were just like flipping and twisting and oh wiggling all around. God. It was amazing. Sir. It was reveal after reveal without being pandering. Without being outfit reveals either. Like yeah. they were just revealing their fucking tricks and yeah. twirls, man. Like, okay. I had no idea you was going to be doing that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. All right. It's not like when you come out dressed like a cup of noodles and we know that you've <laughs> got like some kind of seven different outfits oh, or Brooklyn under there. Heights finale look where it says reveal all over her jacket <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that funny. was really funny but yeah definitely and the fact that it was capped with a double save oh yeah um so is even better because Evie Oddly was my favorite of the season um Brooklyn Heights was Kelsey's favorite of the I also season. loved Evie too but yeah Brooklyn was definitely my fave and it was just like it was such a golden moment I definitely fell off the couch yeah so we, we were gagged. We oh, were yes. Absolutely. The neighbors knew it. Um, speaking of gags, Sasha Velour's Rose Petal Lip Sync. That's my pick because holy shit. Yeah. Um, I, I had never seen Sasha Velour Lip Sync. None of us had in that season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, she's a weird quirky queen. So I'm sure there's going to be something. But I don't know. She's up against Shea motherfucking Kool-Aid, mm -hmm. who is a lip sync diva assassin, mm -hmm. bitch. Amen. So I was like, what is she going to do? Because Sasha's got, or sorry, Shay's got so much high energy. What about Sasha? Well, when the wig came up and the rose petals fell mm -hmm. out, oh, I'm iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Like, Shay Kool-Aid, girl, I am sorry about your PTSD. Yeah, we are. I really we am. Really are. But that moment was like... Iconic. Iconic. 
Like, I, when it came out of the gloves, I was like, okay, okay, but out of the wig, just the emotion on her face, the rawness mm. of, like, everything going on in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. I could freeze that frame a hundred times over and never get sick of it. Oh, for sure. Ever. And I mean, Shay came back and freaking murdered the game on All Stars yeah. 5. Oh, she so deserved her win. She got her retribution for sure. Oh, my God. And... All just winners, hey, or I top know. three. Yeah. Now we just need Peppermint to win uh, All Stars, and then they'll all have one <laughs> right? a crown. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's all she wrote, folks. Yeah. That concludes our episode one. Yeah, that's our introductory episode. Minutes. So I mean, <laughs> you got to know a little bit about us, a little bit about our many and varied opinions. Um, and we're just going to keep coming at you every week. Hopefully you're going to like what we're putting out and we'll be playing for more than just my dad. <laughs> yeah. But we're... I do love you, dad. I'm not going to put you in the home, I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there any shout outs you want to do at the end of this episode? Uh, well, yes, to our own Instagrams because <laughs> hashtag plugged. Um, <laughs> so be sure to check out our Instagrams. You can check out our podcast Instagram at work, which podcast that's W E R K W I T C H and podcast P O D C A S T. You can also find kitty at creepy kitty on Instagram and creepy and kitty are both spelled with K's. So keep that in mind because otherwise you're not going to find her. Uh, oh, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know which one. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at nocturnal hair on Instagram. That's my hair and makeup page, but I also appear on there often as well. So it's not just all about that. But hey, go like my work because I'm an artist. So please also support me because <laughs> that would be great. Uh, and yeah, on our Work Witch podcast Instagram, stay tuned for updates, see the shenanigans that we get up to. We might do an Instagram live of drag makeup because I think that would be really iconic to go with this episode. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it'd be even more iconic if we did each other's makeup. <laughs> yes, it definitely will be because like, <laughs> you know that episode where there's a queen who does really like incredible gorgeous makeup on herself mm-hmm. but then she tries to do makeup on someone else and it looks like she just like banged it on with a sharpie that's going to be what kelsey's face looks like when i'm done with it okay it's not. i can barely i can barely paint my own face oh like please. she's gonna be some kind of wonderful so make sure you were there for that <laughs> it. It'll be entertaining. We're going to learn to block our brows, which I kind of know how to do already, but... I'm going to look fucking good, though, because she's doing my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Drag makeup's different than just glam makeup. Like I, I guess do. we're going to find we're out. We're going to find out. <laughs> anyway, stay weird, stay humble, and, and work, work witch. witch.